0: I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can catch my show live, weekday mornings, 9 to noon on AM 670K MZQ in Las Vegas, or you can subscribe to these podcasts anywhere you get podcasts. Dr. Michael Brown, he is Jewish by heritage. He's been an evangelical Christian for many, many years. He's written about the fact that many years ago he was near death from drug addiction. He's a fantastic writer, he's also a radio host. And he's been writing about the Trump administration throughout the administration, of course. He, like me, was a Cruz supporter initially. Then he got on the Trump train because it was better than Hillary. And whenever he criticizes Trump, he gets beaten up. Whenever he gives Trump credit for anything, he gets beaten up. And his latest column talks about the fact that a Biden presidency could possibly be good for the church, which is something my own pastors talked about. And it's not that we think the Biden presidency is going to be good for Christians necessarily, but maybe it might shore them up. Sometimes a little opposition makes you stronger, right? Dr. Brown joined me on my radio show this week to talk about that. Dr. Brown, welcome to The Heidi Harris Show. Glad to have you. I have been dismayed, and I know you have too, at the number of people who— couldn't let it go after the election, not because they didn't feel like there were shenanigans. We, I think most of us feel like there was something going on. But beyond that, they put all their trust in Trump. I mean, it got a little cultish there, Dr. Brown.
1: Right. That's, that's been a great concern for years, that we would look to a man to fight for us, a man to give the voice back to the church, a man to overturn Roe v. Wade. Uh, a guy chastised me the other day after reading that article and said, no one's putting Trump on a pedestal then turned around to say we haven't had a single good politician, Republican or Democrat, in decades. Trump is the first one <laughs> to come along and fight for us. Like, buddy, that's putting him on a pedestal. We put all our eggs in his basket. You right. say, no, I didn't. Well, then, why are so many so distraught that he's not going to be inaugurated tomorrow? Why are some still holding out? I mean, I'm getting the emails from, from Christian leaders. No, 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 watch what's going to happen. He's planning this whole thing for tomorrow. Why can't they let go of it? because we put our eggs all in his basket, and then some will believe him, no matter what. So yeah. Mike Pence is now a bad guy. Bill Barr is now a bad guy. Amy Coney Barrett can't be trusted. Whoever it is that doesn't support his particular agenda. Remember, I voted for him twice, and I encouraged others to vote for him versus Joe Biden versus Hillary Clinton, thinking that was the the better choice. But looking to him a certain way, only trusting him, everything else is fake. He's the only guy that's really fighting. It's been very, very unhealthy. And I believe that if we had four more years of Trump, him being who he is, with his destructive rhetoric, remember it's not long after he calls Pence a coward that people are chanting hang Pence right. and they're literally within a minute of, of getting to where he was in, in, in the Capitol. I mean it's it's scary stuff, it's irresponsible rhetoric. So if you had Trump who refused to hear godly counsel that was poured into his life for years to watch his tongue and to humble himself. And then you have the church, on the other hand, looking to him as some type of political messiah. I believe it actually could have been worse for us spiritually, and at the very least, it would turn millions, tens of millions of Americans away from the gospel we preach, because we would not be thought of as Jesus people as much as Trump people. And in fact, the allegation now is that you and I stormed the Capitol. We right. were all guilty now by association. So, so a lot of damage has been done because of the actions of, of those that are fanatical and the larger attitude of many of our brothers and sisters.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true with Dr. Michael Brown. You can find his stuff at AskDrBrown.org. He's been writing about Trump, and and I think very objectively throughout the entire administration, because you voted for him like I did. You voted for him this last time like I did. He wasn't your first choice. You and I, obviously, we, we also agree on that. But you defended him when he was right, and you criticized him when he was wrong, but it has really become, for a lot of people, a cult of personality. To your point, I had people texting me yesterday, oh, you don't know, what's a lightning bolt going to come down tomorrow? Is that what it's going to be? There's going to be some miracle, and Trump's going to be the president for the next four years. I mean, it has been frightening to me, Dr. Brown, and concerning. And this is coming from people of faith. As you mentioned, some of these folks are just lost their minds over this guy.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I'm so overflowing with things to say. I do my daily radio show, but there's not enough time to talk. I write a column a day, but there's not enough time to write. There's so much that's happened. do I've never seen it on this level in my life, the level of deception. Then you add in, those in the charismatic part of the church, which is the world I live in, and you have all these prophecies saying Trump's going to be reelected and serve a second consecutive term, and they're saying we're holding on to the last moment. I <laughs> genuinely fear that come tomorrow when Joe Biden is inaugurated, they are not going to accept it. I, I'm already hearing prophecies. No, 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 it's going to happen in March. It's, no, no, it's going to happen in April. And and then I already tweeted just so it's on record. People are going to be saying, no, no, Trump is running a shadow government from Florida. <laughs> And what's happening in D.C. is not real. In other words, once people cross the line where facts have no more meaning, where reality has no more meaning, where everything is cognitive dissonance with whatever you present to them factually now confirms the opposite, I I don't know how to get these people back without a real, real rude awakening. And then what of all the people that actually lose their faith in God? Because they were so sure this was going to happen that they're now equating this with the gospel itself. They're now equating prophecies from human beings with the Bible, with God's Word.
0: Yeah, that's very so scary. it's a
1: treacherous time, it's a dangerous time, and, and that's why I wrote the article I did. In fact, I wrote it during a prayer retreat last month, but I held on to it until I felt it would be possibly heard a little bit more, people would be more ready, to say, look, I, I strongly oppose where the, the Biden-Harris agenda is going. I'm strongly concerned about what this means for religious freedoms. Of I'm course. strongly concerned with the implications of transgender rights. I'm strongly concerned with where they'll go with abortion or what might happen with, with Israel, Iran, China. these other. I, I'm, I'm strongly concerned with what might happen. But this might be the best thing to happen to the church because it will take our eyes off looking to the White House or the Supreme Court to fix our problems. It'll make us realize that we're in this world, but not of it. And perhaps this will be the thing that God uses to bring awakening to the church, which could then bring transformation to America from the ground up rather than from the top down.
0: Dr. Brown, what do you make of these people who are these so-called prophets who are convinced Trump's going to get four more years? What should happen to them going forward? They're sounding a little crazy right now.
1: Again, I, I'm charismatic, and I believe that the Holy Spirit can give words and, and, and things like that. It's not the Bible; it's right. not the Word of God. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've, I've seen it in amazing ways over, over the last forty-nine years. I don't, I don't doubt that. But it is, it is not a New Testament concept that you have this class of people called the prophets, mm-hmm. and they alone can hear the voice of God and when they speak you have to listen to them. Right. I'm hearing verses like 2nd Chronicles 20:20 20, 20, believe the prophets and you'll succeed. Now being taken out of context and applied in the New Testament as a rule, I've actually seen videos. I've played clips of it. It's rare that I'll do this with other Christians, but I played clips on my radio show. Some I tried to reach out to privately, they wouldn't talk to me. I played clips on the radio where they are claiming to speak for God and threatening those who do not believe. Their prophetic words. So what I've said is, if you want to use the Old Testament text, <laughs> then you have to have the Old Testament test. So you want us to listen to you the way Old Testament prophets were listened to, fine. The only problem is you would have been stoned to death years ago for all the prophecies that you were wrong on, so careful what you ask for.
0: Right, that's what I was getting to, and I think that's what they forget about. One of the things that concerned me the most uh, over the last couple of weeks is what's happened to Mike Pence, a tremendous man of God. And now Trump is walking away, throwing a grenade over his shoulder, calling Mike Pence a traitor, basically trying to destroy him in the eyes of some of these Trump supporters and potentially destroy his political aspirations when Mike Pence is the kind of guy we need as president. This has been so upsetting to me, Dr. Brown.
1: Yeah, but, but it's been the pattern. Again, and that that's the thing that should be so repulsive to us as evangelicals, the destructive speech of the president. You know, we know that God hates a lying tongue. We know that God hates those who spread dissension among brothers, just like he hates the shedding of innocent blood. They're all listed in things that God hates in Proverbs chapter 6. And and with Mike Pence, we know that Trump choosing Pence w- was partly strategic to bring in evangelical voters and to say, "Hey, he's going to be by my side," and, and that's been very positive. And I can't imagine that Pence hasn't sought to be a, a positive influence o- over the over these four years. And perhaps he he, he could be. Many think of him as a likely Republican candidate for the future whether he's strong enough to, to stand and all that, God knows. But certainly he's had a great track record, his demeanor, the type of person that he is. No one questions his Christian faith. Remember he got mocked years ago for, for following the Billy Graham rule that he wouldn't have dinner alone with a female, yep. and various things like that. I remember when he got mocked for that after the Harvey Weinstein scandal. I said, well, who would you rather your daughter works for, Mike Pence or Harvey Weinstein?
0: Absolutely. That, Just, that's I mean, so he's, true. He's
1: known for his Christian faith. His, his wife... Volunteered time at a Christian school and got attacked because if if you were practicing sexual immorality, including homosexuality, you couldn't be in the school. So I mean, she, she was a woman of Christian value, and and here he is at the end. He's asked to do something. Forget it's not the right thing to do. He doesn't have the right to do it. He did not have any constitutional power or legal power to overthrow the the votes. And when he says he won't do it. Donald Trump publicly calls this fine man a coward. Yeah, that's unforgettable. Just as he trashed Bill Barr. I mean, Barr had been on his side fighting for him, but also a man of integrity. Yep. He trashes Bill Barr. I mean, he trashed others like Jeff Sessions early on, and, and, and he literally destroyed his political career, at least for now. Yeah. He worked against Sessions getting back into Congress. So you think that's what happens when you don't show this cult-like loyalty to a man. And And I do believe when the dust settles that that pence will reemerge with with strength, and that ultimately people will see that he was anything but a coward that day, right that he stood up and did the right thing and, and I think that we saw a bit of of outrage in him later on when he saw what actually happened and realized it was it was my president down the block who, over a period of years with his rhetoric you know right up until the last moment, will never concede and and even the foolishness of saying, let's march down peacefully, yeah, hundreds of thousands of people, whatever the number, with militia-type people in their midst who think that literally America is being stolen from them by foreign powers, and this is the last gasp attempt to get it back. You don't, you don't speak to a crowd like that. You don't do those things. Mm-hmm. And Pence has realized, my, my life could have been on the line here. So, so this is where we have to be Christian first and patriot, Republican, conservative, second, whatever whatever those other categories are, right. and say, this this is ugly and wrong stuff. It should grieve us. And, of course, the response we're going to get, Heidi, but they're going to kill the babies. Right. Hang on, hang on. 21 million babies were killed during the presidencies of Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, and, and George W. Bush, and Donald Trump. In other words, this has not stopped the killing of babies all these years. And most of those who get so outraged over this do virtually nothing for the pro-life movement the rest of the year. They'll yell and scream, and they'll talk about how important it is and cast one vote every two years or every four years and call themselves pro-life champions. That, to me, is the height of hypocrisy. Mm. So, yeah, we'll we'll stay involved in the pro-life movement. That's primarily going to change on the ground anyway, and with changing of hearts and with changing of local laws. And then ultimately things could make it to the Supreme Court and hopefully be overturned there. But it, it, we've got these, these, these instant push-button responses, these reactive responses. Well, China is going to take over. I was interacting with someone the other day, and they said, it, we'll, we'll be lucky to have Bibles in four years <laughs> under Biden, and America is <laughs> going to look more like China in four years. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm concerned about the direction we're going, but please, let's be sober-minded. This is not the end of the world. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. The church has been through far more difficult times than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Just ask Christians in China or Iran or Nigeria today or ancient Rome under Nero, where people were, Christians were being burned like torches. Yep, absolutely. The church grew and prospered in the midst of that. We'll do the same that if we get our priorities right.
0: That's true. America has never been about one man, no matter who that person is. Dr. Michael Brown, always a privilege, sir. Ask DrBrown.org, AskDrBrown.org. You can find out where you can listen to his podcast and his show and read his columns. I suggest you guys follow him because he's amazing. Thank you, Dr. Brown, for the clarity always, and thanks for your time.
1: Thanks for your great work. Bye. Appreciate it. Yeah, He's terrific.
0: Here's a funny story. After I did that interview with Dr. Brown on my live radio show this week, a friend of mine who has lost her mind over the Trump presidency and the fact that he might not be president for four more years texted me and she said, that guy's a jerk. (laughs) You can laugh or cry. These people have lost their minds. Yes, they have. Anyway, great talking to Dr. Brown. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget you can join me for my live radio show, weekday mornings, 9 to noon on AM 670 KMZQ. If you forget all that, just go to HeidiHarris.com where I do the blog posts and the podcasts, and you can actually listen live to my show at a link at the top of the page, even if you don't live in Las Vegas. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.